Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with your treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life, you'll have all you need, just receive with a willing heart. You'll be set for life, you'll be on your way any day you decide to start. You'll be set for life You'll be set for life Neither will I be with you anymore unless you destroy the accursed from among you Oh, God's always with us. God's always with us. I can do what I want. That's the sin license people talking. I'm saved. I can do anything I want. God doesn't like sin in the camp. He says, I won't be with you anymore unless you destroy the accursed thing from among you. Now, Joshua, again, he was blaming God, but God said, Israel has sinned. Basically, God's saying, I didn't do it. Y'all did. Y'all did it. Israel transgressed my covenant. And what really strikes me here is how God tells Joshua exactly what the problem is. He tells him what the problem is, what the cause of the defeat is. Instead of, oh, we're incapable all of a sudden and the enemy was stronger than us. That's the effect. The cause is sins in the camp. Have you ever recognized our culture likes to deal with the effect instead of eliminating the cause? (laughs) That's very Americanized brainwashing that we have these days. We will spend all our time and money dealing with the effect before we will ever root out the cause. God told him what the cause of the defeat is. Now, have you ever realized when it comes to your secret sin, this is something we need to, uh, to get. When it comes to your secret sin, those ones that nobody knows about, that God could just tell somebody else what's going on. You know, I'm scared <laughs> to do certain sins because I'm afraid God's going to just tell one of y'all. And you're going to call me on the phone. Hey, Ray, we need to talk. I know what you're doing. And I'm thinking, how how could you? God told me. The reason that scares me so much is because I've been that guy that made the phone call with people before. And it's very awkward and it's uncomfortable. But thankfully, he does it. I'm afraid someone of you, one of you or Dove Schwartz, even from Israel, somebody's going to just call me and say, Ray, I know what you're doing because God told me. So I don't do it. Do you realize it's absolutely possible for God to do this sort of thing with you. Boy, we better get right before our Lord, don't, shouldn't we? What we see, though, here is that sin was the cause of Israel's defeat. Friends, sin causes defeat. Sin causes defeat. And many people live in defeat every day. Why? Because they have allowed sin to take priority over the victory that Jesus won for us on the cross. They traded the victory of Jesus Christ for something they ought not to be messing with. And they wonder why their life's a mess. Get the sin out of your camp. 
Repentance is crucial. There it is, the R word. Rated R. People don't like to hear it. Repentance, that means turn around. That's all it is. Turn around. Get away from it. Turn from it. Turn from your sin. God told Joshua, you cannot stand before your enemies when sin is in your camp. And until this sin is dealt with, it's going to trouble all of Israel. All of Israel. It's kind of like when Adam sinned. That sin got passed into all of mankind. Now we're all in trouble. Now we've all been tainted by sin because it spreads. But God always has a plan of restoration. That's the good side of it. He has a plan of restoration. Let's look at what God says in Joshua 7 and 13. He says, get up, sanctify the people and say, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. Because thus says the Lord God, there is an accursed thing in your midst. O Israel, you cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. In the morning, therefore... You shall be brought according to your tribes. And it shall be that the tribe which the Lord takes shall come according to families. And the family which the Lord takes shall come by households. And the household which the Lord takes shall come man by man. Then it shall be that he who is taken with the accursed things shall be burned with fire. He and all that he has, because he has transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he has done a disgraceful thing in Israel. Whoa! This is getting real, real quick. Oh, I'm glad I'm not aching. (laughs) Well, there's a parallel coming for us, don't worry. Let's look at what God says. There's a secret center in the house, and nobody knows who it is except God, but God's going to purge him out. And the tough part is that this is going to all be done publicly publicly it's not going to be oh secrets and rabies let's be quiet let's deal with this quietly let's not let it out no it's going to be dealt with publicly because it is a public problem 36 men are dead grieving families we're going to deal with it publicly first timothy five twenty, it says those who are sinning rebuke in the presence of all that the rest also may fear ray this ain't what i thought was church <laughs> this is god's word welcome to god's word So God commands the people to sanctify themselves or consecrate. You see some of your Bible versions may say consecrate yourself, which means clean up, get right, pray tonight, repent, cough it up, man. Get right with the Lord God. I mean, God is serious and he's not letting this slide. I want you to take notice of the time frame in verse 13, though. God tells the people, sanctify yourselves for when? Tomorrow, tomorrow, not right now, tomorrow. In other words, you have some time. Tomorrow. In other words, God is giving Achan all night to come clean. You remember when Israel arrived at Jericho and God did not knock the wall down on the first day. Israel marched around Jericho for seven days. The people inside Jericho had a whole week to repent a whole week that's gracious guys that's undeserved grace a whole week to repent because Rahab was inside the wall she was trying to convince people get in my house get under the scarlet cord hanging in my window I made a deal with Israel they're not going to attack this house and I imagine those seven days she really went through the ringer trying to get people to get in her home 
Oh yeah, who are you, Rahab, hypocrite? You were just a town prostitute. Now you're telling me what I got to do. Can you imagine this, the, the stuff she put up with? But when it all came down, the people in her house were saved. And she had seven days. God gave her seven days to get through to as many people as she could. And so now God's giving the people of Israel a day. Why less time? I'm thinking maybe they ought to know better. Because they're the ones in the covenant. You know, we can go out to the lost and share the gospel with them and, and they may not get it and they may keep walking in sin and it's, it's damaging. But the, the people who are His, we ought to know better. We really ought to know better. So they get a, they get a day, which is still gracious. 2 Peter 3 and 9, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God wants repentance. He really wants repentance. If you're getting scared over something you're doing that you ought not to be, and you're freaking out, good, but also know that God loves repentance. But did anybody notice that God told Joshua what the problem was, but not who the problem was? Did you catch that? (laughs) He never said, hey, it's aching. He told him what the problem was, but not who. Why do you think God didn't just call Achan out by name and just get it all over with? Why go through this long process? God could have said, it's aching. Get him out here. Let's take care of it. It's all over with. He could have done that. So why not? I think because even Achan has been given the chance to come clean. When he said, order everybody to consecrate yourself, that order went to Achan too. Let's read on. Joshua seven sixteen. So Joshua rose early in the morning and brought Israel by their tribes. And the tribe of Judah was taken. He brought the clan of Judah and he took the family of the Zarhites. And he brought the family of the Zarhites man by man. And Zabdi was taken. Then he brought... His household, man by man, and Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was taken. So how did this process of of elimination work? Okay, we take this clan, that tribe, this family, that man. How How did this work? Back in that day, it's probably likely that people drew lots. And you'll see this practice done in the story of Jonah. The big storm was on the ship. They're trying to, the, the crew is trying to figure, why are we going through this? So they, they threw lots and it fell on Jonah. <laughs> and so they threw him overboard and that's how the fish got him. Okay, so th- th- that was a practice they did back then. And well, you may say, well, that sounds kind of weird, but look at Proverbs 16.33. It says, the lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. So God guided this. But again, I'm asking, why did God put everybody through this long process of narrowing it down instead of just telling Joshua who did it? Because God is offering Achan a chance to repent, and he's also letting the Israelites see this pressure build so that they will get it. This taking of the accursed things was wrong, and here's the damage it has done. 36 men are dead, and the families now, we're going to spend a good part of the day tomorrow going through this big, long process, and you just watch it tighten and tighten and tighten down and tighten down. You just feel the tension rising in this whole scenario. But Achan still has the chance to repent. There's a purpose behind all this. The pressure was to finally get Achan to give it up 
and for the people of Israel to witness this whole thing. But Achan would just not do it. And now judgment has arrived. Here it is. Joshua seven nineteen. Now Joshua said to Achan, My son, I beg you, give glory to the Lord God of Israel and make confession to him. And tell me now what you have done. Do not hide it from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and this is what I have done. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them. And there they are, hidden in the earth, in the midst of my tent, with the silver under it. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran off to the tent, and they ran to the tent, and there it was, hidden in his tent, with the silver under it. And they took them from the midst of the tent, brought them to Joshua and to all the children of Israel, and laid them out before the Lord. Then Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, the silver, the garment, the wedge of gold, his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his donkeys, his sheep, his tent... And all that he had. And they brought them to the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why have you troubled us? The Lord will trouble you this day. So all Israel stoned him with stones. And they burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. Then they raised over him a great heap of stones still there to this day. So the Lord turned from his fierceness of his anger. Therefore, the name of that place has been called the Valley of Achor to this day. Achor means gloomy, dejected, depressed, sad. The Valley of Sadness. This is a sad story. It really is. And that Babylonian garment that he stole, you know, later on, Israel ends up sinning in such a way that they all end up having a Babylonian wardrobe. It's not good. But I wish I could ask Achan, why were you silent? Why didn't you say something? You were given one final opportunity to do the right thing. And you said nothing. And notice the first thing that Joshua said to Achan was, Give glory to the Lord. Now, although Achan confessed what he did, did he ever glorify the Lord? He sure didn't. 2 Corinthians 7.10 says, For godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. And that's what happened to Achan. Achan had no godly sorrow, or it would have led to repentance. Achan's only sorrow was that he was sorry he got caught. That's it. You see our politicians and all these crazy people out there, they will run run straight into the dirt and they will not repent. And they only get sorry about it when they are caught. When judgment comes down and prison sentences go out, that's the only time they're sorry. But they're not sorry for what they did. They're sorry they got caught. Here's Achan for you. It produced death for him. And not just for Achan, but also his family was killed. Why his whole family? Well, it's obvious they supported Achan and what he had done. They had to go too. The trouble is in the camp. Got to get it out of there. Now it's too late for Achan now. It's too late for him. But there's a lot of other Achans all around. People who have swallowed the lie that sin is not sin anymore. Or they know they're sinning, but they're keeping it buried somewhere, thinking that nobody's going to find out about it. There's a lot of Achans. 
But I'm saying we're sinners and we know it. And we have to admit that. We have to realize it. The, the Bible says produce fruit in keeping with repentance. You don't say, well, I repented like 20 years ago and I've been fine ever since. You repent daily. You're always repentant. Luke 12 and 2. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. That little secret sin you've got, that little thing you're doing that you know is wrong, cough it up. It's best to just cough it up now than wait for God to dig it up. I don't want your sin in my camp any more than you want my sin in your camp. And if it spreads, I am required, especially as a leader, I am responsible to repent of everything the Lord shows me I need to get out because it will affect you. And you're required too because it will affect me. This is how we dwell together in harmony in the body of Christ. And it's very necessary. Now, I don't know what all your situations are, but you do. And the Holy Spirit's dealing with you. Let Him talk. Let Him talk to you. But the God of Israel is a God of restoration. And today, right now, He's giving us that opportunity that Achan never took. He's given us that opportunity to sanctify, to clean up, and get right with, with our God. This is our warning to repent before His judgment comes. Today, right now, is our opportunity. And the way out that He offers us is through His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. I want you to remember in verse 12, God told Joshua, I won't be with you unless you destroy the accursed from among you. You remember that. Destroy the accursed or I ain't going to be with you. Friends, we have all been accursed by sin. And if you want God to be with you, then you must destroy the accursed from among you. But the thing is, you have to do it God's way. God's way. Here's how you do it. Jesus Christ died on the cross and became the accursed for us so that He could die with the penalty of death upon Himself instead of you dying with the penalty of death upon you. Let it go to Christ. Ask forgiveness. Repent. Say, I want this out of my life. And what, if, it, it, if it is a tangible item that is causing you to sin, you need to dig it up and throw it away. But I paid a lot of money for it. Well, maybe I should sell it. I can hear all the little questions. Just, just get rid of it. Jesus said, if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. He, get as much distance between you and it as you have to. Be as ruthless with sin as you have to, to get it out of your life. It will destroy. It will destroy. But don't go down like Achan did. And one last thing I noticed about Achan is that he lived among the Israelites. He was with them. He looked like them. He traveled with the Israelites, but he would not glorify the God of Israel. In Israel, but not glorify the God of Israel. You know, there's a lot of people who look like believers. They look like believers. They hang with believers. They even travel with believers by going to church. They do what believers do. They say, yes, I'm a Christian. But in their heart, because they love their sin more, they will not glorify God. Look how it ended for Achan. If you have willful sin hidden in your life, and you've been putting on an act, making others think everything's okay. You have not been genuine. I want to ask you the same question that I wish I could have asked Achan. Why are you silent? 
Why don't you say something? You are given this opportunity, this chance to repent. Take it. Do it. Turn around and get it out of there. Cough it up. Confess it. Repent of your sin and glorify God. You cannot stand before your enemies with sin in your camp. Now, if you're tired of living a life of defeat, for those who are living a life of defeat, and maybe you're just now realizing that you have godly sorrow, say this, God, I am sorry for sinning against you. I want to nail this sin to the cross and destroy the accursed thing from among me. God, you gave me the way out through Jesus Christ, and I want to take you up on it because it's a good deal. Salvation is free. I realize that right now is a good time to get right with Jesus, and I want to do it. Lord, that thing that I've been hiding, because I want to glorify you, and I don't want to test you to the end. I want to do it now while I have the opportunity. I'm going to go dig it up, and I'm going to go throw it away. And I'm going to turn away from it, and I'm never going to pick it up again. Because I don't want to be trouble in the camp. I don't want to see friends I care about get hurt. And I don't want to face your wrath. Forgive me, God, for sinning. Forgive me, God, for hiding it. I drag it out and then make it known. Thank you, Lord God, for giving me this opportunity to even do this. When you could just pronounce me guilty right away. Thank you for giving me time to confess and repent. I'll take you up on it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll take it up. I'll take it up with you, Lord. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. For anybody on the radio or through the video, you just maybe realized you just now got it. That you deserve condemnation. You deserve this judgment like Achan got. And you know you're doing something wrong. Right now is the time for you to get right. Consecrate yourself and glorify your God. Get it out of the camp. Get it out of your house. Get it out of your life. Cut it off. Be done with it. It's destroyed you. It has defeated you. Now, getting rid of it, stand up in, in glorification with your, of the Lord God. Walk in trust with Him. And you will defeat your enemies. They won't have any control over you like they have been. But you've got to let it all go. Let it go to God. You are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. I told you this one was going to be tough. But this was a good kind of tough, wasn't it? Everybody, I want you all to let the Holy Spirit have His way with you right now, just for a moment. He's dealing with you on something. Maybe big, maybe small. Let Him talk to you. From His Word, power has gone out into your ears. Swallow it to your soul. And whatever that thing is that you need to change... Change it right now. Change it today. You may not have this opportunity tomorrow. God is a God of restoration, and He loves repentance. That's the good part. Always remember God offers this because He loves you. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time. Unless Jesus returns for us first, Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast 
at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you through a line-by-line, verse-by-verse study in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless, you are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.